0: Today, we're joined with Will, the PR and community manager for Character Bank, the team behind the new hit game Ruin Magus, which hit the, the MetaQuest store with, geez, quite a bit of hype. You know, there's a lot of people who love that genre of, you know, JRPG.
1: So, it's already got the 4.7 right out of the gate. Yeah. So that's pretty good.
0: Only been out a couple of days. So, so not bad. So, before I get too carried away, you know, mm-hmm. on this one, uh, Will, do you mind to introduce yourselves a little bit more for our listeners and also tell them what Ruin Magus is in case, you know, they haven't seen it?
2: Yeah, of course. So, um, I'm Will and, uh, I joined Character Bank, uh, very recently, just in April. So uh, I'm kind of joining at the very, uh, tail end of, uh, Ruins Magus, uh, support, uh, development and everything like that. And, um, it's been, um, really amazing working on Runes Magus. So, cause like, cause like when I was applying for Character Bank, Runes Magus was the reason I, I applied because, uh, I had kind of recently gotten to VR, like, uh, last, uh, Christmas, my wife gave me an Oculus Quest headset and, um, you know, I became really, you know, interested in what possibilities VR has to offer. And, um, so I was looking through companies and I, you know, I saw this company in, here in Kyoto, and um, I was just like, and um, I was looking through the games that they're developing and Runes Magus is just something that I've never seen before in VR. Like, it's it's very um, artistically, it stands out. And then also, like, gameplay-wise, it's not just the traditional, like, you know, gun or rhythm type of game. It aims to do something very, very completely different. And so um, I was very happy to uh, join the Character Bank team to help work out on uh, uh, runes magus
1: You were saying you mentioned you're out in Ki- kyoto
2: uh yes it's kyoto
1: is, which is in japan correct
2: yes that's correct um i've been living in japan for about 10 years um i moved after i graduated college i lived in uh, fukushima for a year after the disaster i did some volunteer work up there like animal rescue and uh teach kids english there and then um from there, I, I transitioned into uh, the video game industry. Uh, you know, I, I worked previously at Q Games, which was uh, the developers behind uh, Star Fox uh, Command and um, Star, uh, the S- Star Fox uh, 64 3D port, 3DS port. Uh, so have a have a little bit of experience in the video game industry before Giant Character Bank. But uh, I forgot to mention what Runes Magus is. And Runes Mangus is a... Um, Action it's an action JRPG that was built up from the ground up for a uh, VR and uh in that game you take a the role of a um magi who has just come to um to a town called Grand Amos and uh you have to kinda of uncover what the mystery is uh behind the doorway of truth. And you go through uh, I think twenty-six quests and you can level up your skills. There's lots of different types of magic that you can use and um, it has features full uh, Japanese voice acting. Yeah, we, we love the Japanese voice acting when we hopped in.
0: It was we weren't expecting it. No, you know?
1: I wasn't expecting it at all.
0: So Stratus over here, he he hopped in a little bit before me. And the first message I get was, dude, wait till you get to the voice actors. And I was expecting some mm-hmm. made up language. But then when I saw the, the full Japanese voice actors, I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. And then, you know, you, you mentioned yeah. the art style. It has that.
1: You know, but that main area is is probably one of the most stunning, stunning views mm-hmm. you'll see
0: on in on the meta quest. Absolutely. The graphics on it are are tight. And, you know, it sounds like Will's story is a lot like, you know, everybody who's who's hopped into the, the Oculus and VR. It's like you get it, you put it on, you fall in love and it's like, how
1: well, can I make this my life? Yeah.
0: How can I get involved? <laughs> this is awesome. So that's awesome that you found a, you know, a, a development company, you know, right where you are, but also, hey. Sheesh! A game like Ruin Magus, uh, a unique concept. That's that's really cool to see. So you mentioned you joined in May, correct? Yes, that's right. Nice. So that sounds like you hopped in, you know, right as things are gearing up for you know release Getting and everything launch, like yeah. that. Uh, a little yep. bit after that Oculus showcase. Uh, so for you, you know, new to the company, what was it like for you know releasing this game on the Meta Quest? You know, having just hopped in mm-hmm. into the company for a release.
2: So yeah, uh, after I joined the the company. The first thing I did was play through the game, and um, I also helped out a little bit with the translations. Uh, so some of the, um, you know, the text that you get from like the the books and the character uh, dialogue, the side dialogue, uh, I helped touch that up um, at the very beginning. And then, um, you know, working with our publisher, uh, which is uh, Mastiff, and uh, ch- you know, coordinate with them about how to market the game has been my primarily uh, primary function. Nice.
0: And is this character banks first endeavor into VR or have they made other VR games? No, uh, actually well?
2: this is our third. So we, uh, the first title that character bank developed was, uh, UNS2's, which is a, uh, VR werewolf game. It's available on the app lab. And, um, do you, have you ever played a uh, mafia or anything like that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's like mafia or among us where you're trying to figure out which one of you is the bad guy. And, um, It's free to play, so I I think it should be available in the West as well. Um, But I think that kind of went unnoticed because it's from you know Character Bank, which at the time was the first title, brand new developer, and um, didn't really have a lot of English marketing support. Then a second title that we developed was uh, *Misperience*, which is a VR murder mystery title, and um, that one uh, features five-player online co-op. You kind of dive in. To a uh, murder mystery. Uh, sorry, you dive into a murder scene where um, you know murder occurred, and you try to figure out who's responsible for uh, the the billionaire's death. And um, wow, that's that recently that sounds
1: like a good time.
2: Yeah, and recently there uh, we added Switch support to that, so you can play uh, cross platform between uh, VR and Switch, which I, is like one of the few titles that I think offers that
0: yeah i love those concepts of you know being able to play flat screen with vr you know there's like acrons there's a few of those yep. that you know tetris te- yep tetris uh, does it so no that's awesome mm-hmm. that's very distinct games too it's not like everyone's the same rpg these are three totally different genres so that that's that's really cool to see from character bank you know them them hitting all yep. these different little of just
1: locking on the one and going hard with it. yeah no, yeah that takes a lot of um
2: yeah and uh um, it takes a lot of with, uh with the Runes Magus, like when they started, uh, first started development of that title, there's only five people at the studio, uh, so it was a very, very small team. I think with Ansys they had like maybe two or three people, so uh, slowly the, the studio has been getting bigger and bigger. Uh, right now it's about 13 people, uh, so we're trying to uh, expand pretty rapidly and and um, have multiple projects in development right now.
1: That's freaking awesome. Now, I, I like. Seeing, and if you look back even years ago at a lot of the studios that started off with the one or two, they've severely expanded because they, they have to, and they're trying to get out the content. What I'm liking about runes yeah. is it's its own. I, I, when we play a game, we try to compare it to other things on the store that maybe are real similar. And I can't, I don't have a comparison to put it on. So it's kind of got its own category right now, which is a huge yeah. achievement because it's easier to just you know, well, this first person shooter works, so I'll make one of those. Or,
0: but this rhythm game, you know, there's not too many of those JRPGs. Uh, there's a you lot know? of rhythm games.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, this was, <laughs> this is like, when I see a company do this, it's to me, they're setting the bar for other people to watch it and pay attention and then see where they can go with it. So it, it does open a door for more people to say, you know, yeah, let's, let's actually do this. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely. And is your team based all out of Japan or you guys
2: mixed Japan and USA as well? So I'm the first and only non uh, non Japanese person at the company right now. Congratulations uh, everyone else. Ah, thank you. <laughs> I broke the barrier. Um and um, every most most of the staff is located in Kyoto. Uh we have like one one or two people uh who are you know working outside of Kyoto. Um but because of COVID and because right now we are in a very small office, I still do most of my work remote. So I, I, I mostly work in this room right here, <laughs> even Come though I'm slash
1: like office. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Even though I'm like only like 20 minutes away from the office.
0: Nah, I don't blame you. If I was in that situation, I would, I would definitely be doing the same. Uh, so something I've mm-hmm. actually been been dying to know, because, you know, you go check out your Twitter, you go check out the, the marketing and the the hype for this game. It's very clear that this is one of the few games that's getting, you know, a lot of attention in the, you know, the Japanese marketing side, as well as, you know, the American side. You know, we saw this happen yeah. with Resident Evil and stuff too, but in terms of, you know, feedback and response, uh, is there one market you're seeing, you know, more players hop into or is it surprisingly split, you know, more
2: 50-50? The last time I checked the stats um, that I can see, it was 60-40 with um, the majority being in Japan and then, um, you know, 40% being outside of Japan.
0: No, that's that's... Not what I would expect. And, uh, you know, what's the feedback been like, you know, on, on your guys' end since the game launched?
2: Uh, overwhelmingly positive. Like, um, we were very, very humbled when the first reviews started coming out. Um, you know, it, it, it's so hard to make a game because you don't, like, even if you think it's good or you, you kind of like it, it, you don't know how other people react. And so releasing a game out into the wild is, like, extremely nerve-wracking for everyone on the team. And, um, you know, when people start getting their hands on it, um, you know, people start praising it for the art style, the, uh, the worldview, uh, the immersion aspect of the game. We kind of breathed a, a, you know, sigh of relief because, you know, people were so happy about the about Ruins Magus.
0: No, oh, that, that, that's huge. And, you know, just the other week we interviewed Chris Pruitt, you know, the director of the content ecosystem on the MetaQuest store and something big that he talked about is. Look, for you to have a successful store, you need to check off these niches. And I think Ruin Magus is a great example of that. You know, the reality is not everybody in the world is crazy about JRPGs. But for the people who do like JRPGs, Mm -hmm. shit, now they have a really good one on the store. So it's like, yeah, I I don't expect Ruin Magus to be the, you know, the next cultural sensation on the Quest store. But there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. who like that style of gaming. And for them, shit. this one checks the boxes.
1: Well, yeah, they'll they'll appreciate the things that other people probably wouldn't of it, and it might just simply be even artwork. It could be the voiceover, because I've I've heard some huge um, compliments, compliments on the yeah. voiceover. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, you referenced before, yeah, the, man. That, that yeah,
1: no, it's it's it was done really well. The the voiceover is
2: um, professional voice actors in Japan, and um, a lot of them have uh, history that you might be familiar with. Like we have actors who have been in One Piece. We have uh, do you know uh, Battle Royale, the mm-hmm. uh, the movie? In the second one, there's the the daughter of um, the main kind of villain. Um, she voices one of the characters in Runes Magus. We have the uh, the guy who voices uh, Master Chief in Japan. He's the guild master. That's freaking awesome! Well,
1: it's, so- it's funny because I swear I know one of the voices. And remember I was saying, I'm like, yeah, I think know you're I've about heard Hyrus, this, right? Yeah. I'm like, I've heard this voice before and I can't, it's been driving me nuts, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's no, it's, it's good. I I mean, if nothing else, I would have people look at it just for the artistic value alone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And have you ever, has there ever been any consideration from Character Bank to, uh, to you know, do a, an English voiceover or do you mm-hmm. feel that, you know, part of the appeal of the environment in the game is the the Japanese voice acting?
2: No, actually, uh, we are strongly considering an English uh, voiceover option. Uh, so if you know the history of Ruins Magus, you might know that we had an uh, English and Japanese Kickstarter. Unfortunately, the English Kickstarter did not reach its uh, funding goal. Uh, I think it was like maybe um, 1500 off or something like that. And um, because of that, we weren't able to implement English voice acting in its release. But uh, that's something that we definitely really want to add. It's just that we want to do it right. Like, we don't want to, like, you know, just hire random people off the street and have them, you know, voice the lines uh, in a microphone. We want to make sure that's professionally done, professional actors, uh, you know, that will be happy with the results. Uh, So, it's it's something that we kind of need to still figure out and to see if there's uh, still a demand for it uh, post-release.
0: No, that makes sense. And I think that that makes sense when you see the, the $35 price tag, which, you know, let's be real. There's a lot of people yeah. in the, the VR niche who are, we're spoiled here. You know, I've seen people oh, 19, complain 14, about 14. I've seen yeah. people complain about a $15 game, which granted, yeah. you know, depending <laughs> on the amount of content, $15 can be, you know, a lot, a little But regardless, we're pretty spoiled in VR. So when you see games like, you know, with the $35 price tag, oftentimes that's because, you know, you guys are hiring professional voice actors. These, these people aren't volunteers. Prog- I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah money in money out you look at the the graphic designers in the for that hub area everything this this doesn't happen you know at a a snap of a finger or anything like that so when you look at the the professional quality put into it you know that price tag of 35 dollars makes sense to me i think if uh us in the you know the vr fan base if we want that type of professionalism and polish that's that's part of what comes with it, you know. It is what
1: it is. Well, and people should know too. It's not a small game in any. I mean, even the install is like uh, I think it's three point six gigs. So, mm-hmm. you could look at it as you're paying ten dollars for ten gigs of, yeah, and or, you, or uh, ten per one gig.
0: And you mentioned, you know, twenty six missions. I uh, I hate asking this to developers yeah, right after a I game know drops what you're say. because yeah. it's it's so selfish. It's like you guys just worked so hard <laughs> on it, and here I am going, "What's next?" But that being said. <laughs> Is there any plan to add additional content, more side quests, anything like that? Or is it take a breath and, you know, deal with bugs or anything like that?
2: So right now we are kind of taking a breath, uh, you know, taking a breather and making sure that we can address all the uh, feedback that we get from the the community. There's a couple of pieces that we are, you know, going through and marking and being like, okay, we can fix this, we can improve this. So um, right now we're kind of bug squashing and also like, uh, adding some new features that are requested. Uh, one of the things that we would like to address is um, a lot of people ha- uh, have issues reading the text box, um, the subtitles, uh, because it's not stationary. It, it follows the the player's uh, head tracking, uh, head movement. So we'd like to have an option where it makes it a little bit easier to read for players. Um, yeah, it's, So that's something it's imp- that we definitely want to implement somehow. We just need to look into it and figure out what we can do.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I had seen some, you know, the few negative reviews on this. There was there was one, especially when the the game first dropped. That was that was you know worded pretty aggressively about the the yeah. quality testing of it, and you know how did this pass? And it's funny how everybody has different experiences because I even sent a message to Stras. I was like, did you see any blurry text? Not at all. And so it's it funny it, when yeah. I played the game, but it's probably because of where I was looking with my head position that you know the the box never went to any blurry part of the screen. But yeah, I put in some hours and then I I go and read this and I'm like wow I didn't have that experience at all but I've seen a couple Mm. people say it so that's that's awesome to hear you know character bank goes boom make note of it let's address this right away and
1: I mean not for nothing that if you were to like compile like anything we've read that was probably the only one that even seems like it was an issue to anybody some of the other things are just you know either personal preference Mm -hmm. complaints or
0: initial loading time I think I saw yeah I waited too
1: long for it to load blah 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 you know Mm -hmm. so it's like it's good that you guys are on it and then hopefully everyone yeah. can take a little breath for a moment. And then, you know, I'm, I'm and, actually um, hoping knowing that you guys are going to do the English voiceover. I just hope there's an option to keep the, the Japanese, the, the Japanese. That would be ideal. Yeah. Cause it, you know, yeah. Uh,
2: I, I don't want to like say that, you know, hundred percent that English voiceover is coming because, you know, there's so many factors <laughs> that we have to consider. Um, you know, we have to, um, you know, make sure that, were even profitable with Runes Bank is before we add more content, so uh, that's nothing. Uh, in stone. Yeah, not, nothing in stone, uh, but it's something that we really want to add. Uh, when I first joined the the uh, the company, uh, Shuto Mikami, who's the CEO of Character Bank, he was like asking me, like, "Oh, what what do you think? Do you think dubs or do you like do you like subs?" And um, I, I'm with you. I personally prefer s- subtitles, even in languages I don't speak. Uh, So, if I'm watching like a French film or a Spanish film or even an English film, to be honest, I watch it with subtitles uh, just because I like to have that option Um, and I prefer the original voice over like some corny uh, voiceover that doesn't really fit with the character. So, um, but I know that there are are a lot of people out there who prefer dubs and so, I said, you know, it would be nice if we supported dubs for those people.
1: No, I can't. I, it, again, I think that's just more of a preference, because I've done the same thing yeah. with subtitles on you know, American movies. I obviously understand the language, but occasionally you will read something that you didn't hear correctly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it it does make sense in some. But I also get when people are like, I can't stand subtitles. Yeah, I just want to hear the language.
0: I think it's an example. It's just good to cater to everyone.
1: It's just know? a tough market. The oh, VR market yeah. can be very, very... Um, Fickle. I mean, look at us. The game's been out, what, three days now on the market, mm-hmm. and already you're asking for what's coming next you know (laughs) yeah i'm like
0: hey is there going to be more content you know i think that's
1: that's you there's like a there's you know a couple million you
0: yeah and i mean i've even seen people ask you know is there going to be co-op things like that which would be amazing in this game but Mm -hmm.
1: the game's kind of pushing the engine as is you know well it's got a unique fighting mechanic too yeah there was there's a little there's a little slight learning curve but i think you've got some i think will's got some great advice on a I meant a mental way to I'm think shooting was, yeah.
0: in the game. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to share that with our listeners? Will?
2: Oh, um, so I, I, we were talking a little bit about this before, um, uh, before we started, but um, there, I saw some uh, comments online, you know, saying that the aiming was off and that we should fix the, uh, the, the aiming for the fireballs, but the way that it was actually envisioned, and this is something that I'll probably try to convey in social media posts and follow up and uh, replies to people directly. But um, if you imagine that the fireball is coming from the palm of your hand, then it kind of makes more sense. Like instead of aiming with um, your pointer finger, which is like what you do with a normal gun game or something like that, um, you need to imagine that you're shooting from the palm of your hand. So it's a, it feels a little bit off, but that's because it's, it's coming from a different part of your hand, I guess.
1: No, I,
0: I think once you get that mental visualization, it, yeah, it when makes he had a lot first of sense. said it.
1: Earlier, it was like okay, that makes a
2: lot of sense. Yeah, no, it's yeah, simple things like w- that. You know,
0: that's that's huge.
2: One of the, the things I really like about Runes Magus and and the developers at Character Bank is that they really took the time to think about all these different things. Um, you know, the the world building. Um, I know, I know, I'm praising my own game here, but <laughs> it, it feels very consistent. It feels like, uh, you know, there's no break. And in order to achieve that, I think it's very, very difficult.
0: Yeah, so great stuff so far, Will. But uh, I loved the tip on, you know, helping players shoot. I think that that's, you know, small things like that, I think are going to amplify, you know, somebody's experience because there's no frustration or confusion or anything like that. Do you have any uh, yeah. any other tips that, you know, come to mind that, you know, maybe the the new user might miss initially? Uh,
2: I've, I've been watching a lot of uh, Let's Plays or, you know, people going through the, the first couple of missions. And um, I see a lot of players struggle with the first real boss. Um, you know, there's the the, the rogue. Um, and I think it's because people aren't using their alts, uh, the ultimate attacks enough. So for the ultimate attacks, you actually put your, your hands behind your head. You push both of the, um, the grip and the trigger at the same time. And um, you put your hands out in front of you and you push those again. And it will kind of fire like a huge like you know, Kamakameha like fireball at the uh the enemies. And that is just so useful on uh, the bosses. And in Runes Magus, there's a ton of bosses. I think there's about like uh over ten, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so they really pick up in strength, uh, especially towards the end of the game. So, you know, mastering your ult, um, making sure that you're stocked up on potions before you go into the the ruins i think those are probably the most important tips that i could provide
1: see i tried to get away with what's the easiest fighting tactics i can take without having to like move much yeah Yeah, yeah, what's
0: the what's the quickest way you can fire and everything like that so sadly
1: you've got to learn how to actually use everything it's not something you you can rely on so i mean i that's actually great advice but i you definitely have to
2: learn how to parry like being <laughs> yeah, able to the, parry well,
0: instead of just yeah. you know absorbing the strike, you know that's what uh, timing in this game is huge and uh, strategy. So it's not just you know I keep yeah. uh, you know emphasizing the story aspect, but yeah, it's like enemies shoot shoot at you and you you have a shield. You can either just block it or you can reflect it back. And being able to reflect it back is is huge.
2: Yeah, and um, whenever like fighting, I'm I'm just like constantly blinking around. Uh, to like kind of like tell fast, uh, fast moving between uh places, that that is so effective in like dodging attacks, because you don't want to just sit there and eat attacks all the time. You want to make sure that you're constantly moving, that you're constantly um shooting fireballs, and also um using your special magic skills like the, the thunder dome and the molotov, uh, in order to fight against these enemies because uh they get very tough. Um, like when I first played the game, I lost at like the fourth boss probably like three times before i, I actually cleared it
0: Ah oh, man I, that's again, some good honesty well again for jrpg <laughs> fans this is this is it you know there's there's some people who don't like jrpg so mm-hmm. for them they might they might hit a boss and ah uh, you know they keep losing to it and you yeah. know they, they're not into it but those people that's probably not their niche anyway you know it's this game checks the box boxes for people who like that niche. So this is I, yeah. I I love seeing this these type of games release on the store. Like you referenced before, innovative, mm-hmm. doing its own new thing. You know, people who like a style of game. Now they its own
1: fight mechanics for sure. Yeah. You can't mm-hmm. go in here thinking that was part of the problem yeah. I had. Was I mean, the hardest thing I had was learning the to actually fight. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I'm I mean I'm what am I used to? It's like throw all that out the window. Yeah. Well, you're going to get Yeah, the combat
2: mechanics here. are actually inspired by uh, Mega Man Legends. So, so we could uh, say uh, you can Mega Man VR combat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, there's that's... been a couple of people on uh, Twitter who have really caught on caught on that and they're like this is the Mega Man game <laughs> in VR.
0: <laughs> that's awesome though. So it's, you know, small and influences that's... like that, you know. Um Yeah. So Question to kind of go back on something that you referenced earlier. You know, you mentioned your wife got you the headset for Christmas. You fell in yeah. love with it. I love asking this. Mm-hmm. What was the what was the first experience or the first game that you fired up that, you know, that blew your mind?
2: So, um, I, I think it's kind of cliche at this point. But um, there's, uh, of course, Beat Saber, which I had to get. Because, like, you know, Beat Saber is, like, what kind of led me to be kind of interested in VR in the first place. And then uh, Half-Life Alex. Um, because uh, I just knew that Half Life Alex was just like if you're going to get any VR game, it has to be Half Life Alex, basically, uh, because of the the polish and, and and how how good that is in VR. So those are the first two games I got one on um the uh, Meta Quest itself and one on PC VR as well.
0: No, that's awesome. And since you're now working in a development team, do you still use your headset a lot for personal use for playing games, or is it one <laughs> of those you know? yeah you know there's work <laughs> use and personal use are you yeah. you know using it so much with work that you're kind of not really interested in, in playing in your free time
2: these past few weeks have been uh, i've been playing uh runes magus non-stop so um you know helping out with the the balancing and the testing and you know checking the translations and stuff like that um and now i'm doing qa support with that um so right now it's a i'm not playing so much in, in vr but once uh you Know once Runes Megas says um, it's kind of settles down a little bit, I plan on going back and checking out uh, some of these other games. Especially, um, there's a, a game called uh, Tales of uh, Onogoro, which is by another Japanese studio called um, Amata, and uh, that's a game that I, I kind of uh, that looks very interesting to me. So, I'd, I'd love to check that out.
0: Oh, I love seeing uh, developers and studios shout out other other studios so that's always cool man the the quest store is growing vr is growing uh you know being over in japan you know working in the gaming industry you know what's the attitude towards vr there is it is it heavily embraced or is it still a little you know skeptical from some of the bigger dogs
2: so um in japan as far as i can see there's like three major studios who are actively developing unique uh, uh vr experiences um you know of course you have like capcom you know developed uh resident evil for vr and and you know sports those games but like as far as like independent vr studios there's uh amata which i, I just referenced and then there's my dearest which is uh located in uh tokyo um they uh i think they did um chronos uh tokyo chronos or um yeah chronos uh hold on i wrote it here chronos eternal sorry and um they're kind of like our um our brothers in, in in this space as we uh, try to expand, you know, VR in Japan and also outside of Japan, you know, trying to make sure that there's Japanese game representation in that space as well.
0: No, that's huge. And I think there's actually an, uh, another chronos coming soon too. So, you know, yep. the, the Japanese VR scene is, is definitely, definitely growing and
1: man, the, the well, cool- to me, that's always, that's just another indicator of the positive sign of where VR is going.
0: Yeah, it's it's worldwide. Mm -hmm. You know, we have Mm -hmm. I mean, geez, the majority of the developers we talk to seem to be European based. But, you know, we're seeing these these successful studios in America, in Europe, in Asia. It's it's great to see the the whole
1: industry grow. And it's a helpful industry with each other. It's not as like tight knit, I think, is.
0: Yeah, you're referencing these other studios that have games coming out. These other studios in Tokyo, you might not see that same level of camaraderie in Mm -hmm. in other, you know, gaming sections, I guess you'll say. So VR is, VR is definitely its own unique little thing. So
2: Yeah, I think, so. like, um, with VR, like, you know, we have the sense of, like, we have to really help each other, support each other, because, um, you know, in the end, we just want the scene to expand. We want more people to to fall in love with VR, just as we have, and um, really feel that, um, you know, that, that VR is the next step of gaming, that, you know, that it, you can really do really unique, really cool things in VR that you can't do in traditional flat screen games
0: no absolutely and uh you know were you a, a big jrpg fan growing up as well or is that not kind of particularly a okay so not that's, particularly that, that's like uh, was, to be honest I was, I was... so what what was uh, your your
2: style of gaming before you discovered vr so before vr i i was very into nintendo and um uh, i love nintendo games i grew up on um you know the super nintendo and and of course uh n64 gamecube stuff like that um i'm per, before i joined the video game industry i was previously known as the smash guy like i did uh, a lot of smash brothers translations um i i interviewed so many people with uh, uh uh you know related to that game um so i i have a very soft spot for nintendo and, and their games but uh, yeah
0: yeah, No, I, I was a big Smash Brothers fan <laughs> as well. Man, that's a game that's a, a style of gaming, at least, you know, maybe, yeah. you know, Nintendo doesn't use their own IP, but that style of game, I think, would be so fun in VR, uh, mm-hmm. some sort of, you know, the jumping mechanism, all the different characters. Smash Brothers was one of the, the the best games I ever played, so I think in VR, I think something like that would actually work really good, too.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, like maybe like, the player could be Master Hand and Crazy Hand no, <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. That, that that's
0: that's even uh <laughs> that's even wackier. That's awesome. So uh you know I know you mentioned you hopped into the the team a little bit, you know, closer towards yeah. release and everything like that. Uh so it's all right if you don't know this or anything, but do you know roughly how long it took for the development yeah. of
2: Ruin Magus? Two years. So that um, matches when... exactly
0: what Chris Prue told us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: When um when the team first started, it had um like I said five members, and then now it's like thirteen uh for the the companies in total. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how many people ended up working on Ruins Magus, but it's um it's probably about ten or or probably most of the company ten or, or eleven people had some sort of involvement one way or the other.
1: No, oh, it's, it's funny when, to hear that. Two years comes as a testament to the aggressiveness of the developer because four years would be the typical probably, you know, if you and I were to come out with a game, it's probably a four mm-hmm. year development.
0: So, yeah. When we had talked with Chris Pruitt the other week, that was something he said is like for these, you know, high level studios to, to make a good game. It's, it's two yeah. years. So it's, you know, what we're going to see come out two years from now is going to be even better. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's cool to hear that number match pretty much exactly what he had said
2: before. Yeah, I think so, uh, it was, like, exactly two years uh, when I was talking with um, with the director. He said, like, oh, it's, like, two, almost to the day, two years.
0: Oh, well, that's huge. That's huge. And uh, I know that there's quite a bit of a, a time difference where we're at. You know, for our listeners who know us well, we're over in, you know, the United States, like we referenced at the start. Will's over in, in Japan. So, we definitely appreciate, you know, you taking the time, you know. Hey, we know how things go when games release. It's busy. So, for you to take the time... Yeah. you know with all the time difference spend it with us you know we definitely appreciate it um but is there any other tips or anything like that about ruin magnus that you wanted to talk about before we we wrap it up
2: um what uh let me think uh i think like another tip that would have for players is um to use the um the buffs that that are available in the store so, like using the combat injector and stuff like that, they're not unlocked at first, and you unlock more as the story progresses. Um, but definitely taking advantage of those uh, can help you with the boss fights. And those boss fights, like, like I mentioned before, there's there's quite a bit of them. They happen like when you least expect them. Like you're just like going through, you know, the the ruins, and you're just like kind of cruising through, enjoying the story and enjoying, uh, enjoying the, the the fighting. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, huge boss time. And, um, so you get kind of always be on your toes. Yeah. It's never,
0: it's never fully repetitive that just because you cleared the last mission that no problem doesn't mean that the, the same factors are going to carry over into the next one and you're going to blow through it either. Um, yeah. So th- there's a question that, that Stratus always likes to ask. Uh, so I apologize for yeah. stealing your thunder here on this one, unless you want to go, go ahead with no, it. No, You
1: can grab it. I already, uh, I already know where you're going. Yeah.
0: Come on. This is it. This is like our trademark question, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I love when we talk to community managers for this as well, because it's a great example that, you know, you don't only need to code and be a developer to get into development yeah. studios. But, mm. you know, VR is growing. Let's be real. When I was a little kid, I'm sure when you were a little kid and you were younger playing Smash Brothers, it's, you know, you're playing these games and somewhere in your mind you want to work in video games. So <laughs> yeah. what advice would you have for, you know, anybody young, anybody old who's, you know, like, shit? I I love VR. I want to get into it. You know, mm. how do I get into the industry?
2: Yeah, so um, I, you know, I had that experience because um, when I first moved to Japan, uh, as I mentioned, I was, you know, doing English teaching, doing some volunteer work. And um, there's a point where, uh, unfortunately, my my father passed away. And um, I kind of had this this crisis of like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, what do I want to achieve? And uh, for me, I've always loved video games. And um, I wanted to find a way to break into that industry. And I was like, well, I'm in Japan. Um, you know, being a being a foreigner in Japan, being able to speak Japanese, uh, that's pretty rare. So I, I'll see how I can use my build uh abilities to get into the video game industry. And um as I mentioned before, I, I had that website that I founded, uh, Source Gaming, which kind of led me to create some sort of internet fame. Like on Twitter, I have like uh, I think 40, 46,000 followers or something like that. Um, and through that I kind of taught myself so, you know social media um planning and execution how to create content uh how to make videos how to write articles how to uh deal with uh how to how to interact with the game in public and all those experiences led me to get a job in the game industry as a community manager uh so if you want to you know if you want to get into the game industry as a programmer start programming uh there's, there's a lot of game jams that you can do uh if you want to be an artist in the game industry start drawing art and connecting uh networking is is very 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 important uh it's how i got my first job in the industry um so you know joining game game jams going to events talking with developers uh you know any way possible uh just keep hustling i guess is is what i would say no it's funny we it's uh a common theme we, yeah we ask this
0: question you know 100 different ways we get the same answer 100 different ways but it always boils down to the same thing and that's just, just do it just start yeah just do it it's, whatever yeah. your
1: thing is you got to go out there and start
0: yeah i hope uh i really hope somewhere there's somewhere young who listens to our podcast interviews and you know one day you know he, he's he's on the fence about getting into it but he we'll hears all these developers <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, and I hope I hope there's somebody out there that pulls the trigger because of how often they hear all these developers, all these community managers. They all say the yeah. same thing.
1: Just mm-hmm. come from different. It's I've yet to speak to anybody who said, look, I did four years of college specifically for VR. No, this. It's, 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 its own always, always been path. a lead in industry. Yeah. So but it's it's yeah. weird. It gets in your blood and people just it's that enthusiasm that mm-hmm. everyone seems to have for it. Yeah, You put on
0: that headset and you go, damn, I got to hop on. So what's it been like, you know, working in, you know, you did like the, the kind of content creation side before. How does it compare yep. working in the, you know, actual industry side of game development versus, you know, when you were more of the, the content creator and a fan?
2: Yeah. So when I was a, a content creator, I had a lot more freedom <laughs> <laughs> because you're not tied to any any company. You know, you, you just have to worry about like, you know, managing your own content and stuff like that. But when you're working with a company, you have to, you know. Think about how you represent them, how you're representing the brand. Um, There's a a lot of different things that you have to consider before making something and putting it out there. Um, You have to, you know, get approval from various stakeholders, um, you know, making sure that, you know, it's it's correct um, because, you know, you don't want to put out false information about your own product. That would be like the worst thing. Uh, You don't want to confuse people. So you want to make sure it's clear. So there, there's a lot more things that you have to consider when doing it professionally versus a, a content creator. Nice.
0: That's about what I'd imagine, too. Um, yeah, no, that, that's a that's an awesome path to, to start, you know, fall in love with it as a fan and, you and know, be able to do, it do your own career. hustle has. Yeah, you've, you've yeah. made it you've made it a in, career, a, so. in a
1: place that you want to be in so. without. I mean, you want to be in Japan and that worked out like fantastic
0: yeah so just manifest it and like i keep saying just start it start doing it yeah um so again well we, we so, definitely yeah. appreciate you taking i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there
2: oh yeah yeah so i uh, when when i'm talking with content creators now i, I completely understand you know when they they're making r- various requests to me i understand their struggle i understand like <laughs> what they're trying to achieve and things that they're trying to do and so i think that that experience allows me to kind of uh interface with them in uh in a more positive manner well, you know, we well, have
1: yeah, been there, done that. Yeah. I, I feel your struggle. Yeah. yeah,
2: we usually don't talk about this side on the, the
0: podcast or anything for the listeners. But, you know, geez, you hopped into this this interview and you're in full podcast setup, ready to go. You know, one of the most <laughs> prepared, you know, podcast guests we've had. So mm-hmm. definitely that shows on the other side. I think that's a good experience to have for your role, you know, in the industry as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So if any of our listeners, you know. Either they've been loving Ruin Magnus, they want to see what's next, or, you know, they're still keeping an eye on it. they just kind of want to follow along. Uh, where can our listeners, you know, find updates, news, anything like that on Ruin Magnus?
2: Yep. So we have uh, an official Twitter account for Ruins Magnus, which is like uh, co-run by uh, the publishing company, Mastiff and, and us. We also have a character bank Twitter account, which is right now mostly Japanese oriented. But um, in the future, we might open an English dedicated one. Um, I'd like to update the website a little bit in the, in the near future as well to kind of, uh, make it a little bit more, um, informational about like what, uh, what the company's doing, because, uh, as I mentioned, character bank is growing. We're going to have a lot of very exciting things to talk about in the next, you know, year or two, uh, especially as we, as we continue to grow. Uh, very recently we just opened a discord server for, um, character bank and, um, Right now, we're just trying to you know grow that that community. It's it's very small right now, um, but it's filled with wonderful people who are just very passionate about Runes Magus and, and Character Bank and what we're doing.
0: Yeah, no, we have a subreddit and a Discord server ourselves, so I totally get it. You know, it starts small, but those group of people that yeah. hop in early, they're passionate. You know, they keep things going. So, so that's huge. So, if somebody wanted to join that Discord server, uh, where can they find it?
2: The link is actually on the Steam page and in the game itself. Um, but we'll be posting it on our Twitter account, uh, both our Twitter accounts. And, perfect, uh, perfect. So you can so, find it there.
0: So for updates, you know, stay tuned on Twitter, go follow them on Discord. I think that, you know, I don't know. I'm excited to see the the future <laughs> of what comes next from Character Bank. You know, you referenced three games from them today, and all three are completely distinct. Yep. I mm-hmm. definitely want to...
1: they're their studio to watch, for sure.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to check out that first one on App Lab, the prepare a little bit for among oh, us uh, coming in VR.
2: so yeah
0: <laughs> we'll definitely check that out and uh again will thank you for for joining us today we, we definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your you know release just happened and you know it's huge yeah. for you for us to have you on here
2: well thank you guys for having uh me and i'll love to come back on in in the future to uh share more good news about uh character bank or just to talk about vr in general you know i'd love to hear you guys' uh recommendation of games to check out and uh but that's something that we can talk about afterwards, I guess. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, Solid. no, I was actually going to make comment because I know there's going to be some future news from this studio that there has to be. So yeah, we'd, this we'd character have to bank isn't going here, anywhere. Maybe drop some news now and then.
0: I think be... you you might you might end up being a little bit of a regular on here. Yeah. Uh, judging by the yeah. the speed and the the quality that character bank is pumping out work. So
2: I, yeah, I'll, I'll say the f- fact that the fact that they hired a a foreigner to help out with their <laughs> English communication should should signal the that you know. Character Bank is is doing a lot of great things. And so now, I, I do have, I do have one around.
1: final question though. What's that? Because I'm curious. Yeah, any anybody we've ever spoken to that's visited Japan or has lived there for a while has nothing bad to say about the the place in its entirety. So what is your favorite thing to do as someone who favorite? wasn't born in Japan, who now lives
2: there? Mm-hmm. Well, um one of the main reasons I was like drawn to Japan is because there is like a huge sense of safety and uh, community here like um, you know you have this this feeling that like people watch out for each other um, in, in a way and it, it, it's a very very positive society in a lot of ways uh, there's things that I can complain about here and there about Japan um, you know it's not like you know heaven on earth or anything like that but <laughs> it's definitely like I feel like it's a very positive place uh, to live. And, um, you know, just, uh, about a year and a half ago, like, uh, two years ago, I got married, uh, you know, right before the pandemic. And, you know, it's some, it's a place that we would like to, you know, have, a have a kid here and hopefully raise them, uh, because, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good country. Like the fact that you can go out, you're not going to get mugged or anything like that. Um, late at night, it, 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 feels very safe. That's probably my favorite thing about Japan, but, That's um, awesome my non my uh, my non uh how do i say that least favorite the the other thing (laughs) what what, one of the other things i really like about japan is you can drink outside you can um you can just buy a beer from a convenience store and just drink it outside yeah
0: open carry laws are always cool to take advantage of as an american when you're visiting
1: i've heard nothing ever come out of someone's mouth who's like i said even just vacation there or whatever i mean I think the, the, the worst so I heard good. was somebody say that you know I was in a city and it was real busy, mm-hmm. but it was a different busy than New York City busy. So I yeah. don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's funny, there's there's might be some Europeans or some some listeners in Asia who hear that and go, "Wait, you guys can't? What, what's the big <laughs> deal? Drink about? Outside? What's the big deal? What do you mean? Just drink a beer outside? But yeah, no, over here in America,
1: it's pretty strict with looking. Can't walk down the street with an open beer.
0: Nope, not a select <laughs> yeah. cities, but for the most part, no. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. that might not sound like much to some people, but for anybody living in America, they get it. That's that's huge.
2: <laughs> and then like the the healthcare is, is amazing here. Um, you know, it's just like it's just, you know, like it feels like everyone's kind of looking out for each other, which is really nice.
0: Yeah, I might have a a little future job with the Department of Tourism over there. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just playing with it. <laughs> so I uh...
1: Actually, he could.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> I'm like I said before, though, I'm definitely excited to see what comes next in from Character Bank, whether it's more updates for Rune Magnus, which isn't necessarily needed. Uh, You know, I know some people have requested co-op and stuff like that, but it's a very polished game as is. So whether it's, you know, new stuff coming from Rune Magnus or whatever is coming next from Character Bank, you know, we'd oh, love to have you back I'm on excited. in the future. Well, yeah, definitely good, good stuff yeah. coming from them.
2: Yeah, I'll be very excited to come back on and share more news. And like I said, or just just chat randomly here and there. Awesome. I'm down.